Hello, homemakers. Welcome to the Art of Home podcast, where we are exploring how homemakers cultivate a place to belong. I'm your host, Allison Weeks. I'm a wife, a mom to four grown kids, granny to one baby boy, and I've been practicing the art of home for over 30 years. Welcome back to all of our regular listeners. Thank you for faithfully tuning in and for trusting me with some of your time each week. I hope that you're finding this content useful and enriching to your daily practice of homemaking. If you're new, welcome. I'm so glad that you found us. Here at The Art of Home, we create two different kinds of episodes. The foundation of our content is the homemaker portrait. We interview women in all stages of life and homemaking about their experiences as nurturers and nest builders, either over a few short years or many decades. The other type of episode that we produce here are our deep dives into specific topics related to homemaking. Today, we will be diving deep into the topic of design in the home. We also produce a free weekly newsletter, Homemaker Happy Mail, which arrives in your inbox every Friday morning during our regular seasons. This is where we update you on all that's um, happening or coming on the podcast. We share episode-specific resources such as recipes or tips or favorite homemaking products that our guests share with us. And we also dive further into a topic or highlight a guest writer who shares some of their homemaking inspiration with us. In this week's newsletter, one of today's guests, Dana Schamberger, will be sharing her top tips for navigating estate sales and auction houses to find special items for your home. Dana has been an antiques dealer for many decades, so you don't want to miss these tips. To sign up for Homemaker Happy Mail, go to theartofhomepodcast.com slash subscribe, and it's free. Today's topic is huge. I mean, there are entire television networks devoted to home design, running content 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So there is no way that we can get to everything in one episode. And I just couldn't quite figure out where to split this one in half and make two episodes. So I kept it as one. And that means it's pretty long. We do go quite a bit over in this episode, our normal time frame, but just stick with us because I believe it will be worth your time, even if you need to listen in segments over the week. So make sure you just take it all in at whatever pace works for you. We begin our discussion with why design matters in the home and how it affects the four pillars of homemaking. We follow a few rabbit trails, including how to design around a TV and sourcing deals from Goodwill, estate sales, and auctions. And then Danny and Dana share their personal approaches to design and some common design pitfalls to avoid. Both of these women have so much wisdom and practical suggestions to share about design in the home. As I said, Dana has been designing and dealing in antiques all of her adult life, and my other guest, Danny Hamilton, pursued her degree in design at the famous Rhode Island School of Design, and she worked for Martha Stewart and Anthropology. Currently, she balances caring for three young boys with graphic design work at our church and through her own design business. So when it comes to design, these women know their stuff, but more importantly, they know and they love Jesus. Their heart's desire is to use their homes to reflect the beauty of their Savior and foster the growth and discipling of their families. We have so much to discuss, so let's get to it. Stick around to the end, and I will share some top takeaways to help you remember the highlights of what we discuss here today. Whatever you are applying your hand to as you listen, I know you will enjoy this deep dive into design in the home. 
I am here for a deep dive on design with two of my favorite people, Danny and Dana. And it's the D show. Oh, I like it. Danny, Danny and, and Dana, Dana and the deep dive on design. Oh, oh wow. We can have our own talk show. How's that for some alliteration? Alliteration. I will. If you want to do the talk show thing, <laughs> I'm all in. Do it. Okay. I'm just letting you know I'm 100 <laughs> percent I'll be I will tune in for that. That okay. sounds great. So we're going to talk all about design and all the things about design in, in our homes. But before we do that, I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. You were both on the show. So if you haven't heard their episodes, go back and listen. I will link them in the show notes. Um, but let's start with you, Dana. Our very first ever guest on the podcast is back <gasps> two years later. I'm so glad to have you back. So tell me, why am I talking to you about design in the home? Because I fell into design. Um, it's just something that I've always done and, um, it's just an expression of who I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we going to get more of your history through our conversation? Because you used to deal antiques, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Since I was very young. Uh-huh. So a very long time. <laughs> um, yes, I can, um, get a lot deeper. So... How I really started is growing up, my dad was a builder. I shared this with Danny, who did not even know this. I so since this. I was a yeah. little girl, um, we would go and check jobs. And he built homes, custom homes, and then spec homes, and then commercial buildings and stuff later. But um, And so always in his truck, there were brick boards and shingle boards and wallpaper books and carpet samples, and we would always go to the... Uh, lighting store and so I just kind of grew up in that mm-hmm. and as I got older I was allowed to pick some things to help pick some things and of course I was always allowed to do my room and so that was always fun but I also would like sneak around and move things around in the house I started thinking <laughs> <laughs> I'd sneak around and like and I always had the freedom to move my room around however I wanted no one ever said anything but bedding just everything um, but yeah, I remember going over to other people's houses and like, maybe, <laughs> no, because it's not quite how it should be. Yeah, it's, <laughs> let's turn it just a little bit. But, so um, cute. <laughs> my daughter-in-law says that my design is very, my home design is very precise. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I don't think so. Cause I think it's very eclectic. Yeah, but I do notice myself pushing a picture frame just a tiny bit. Yeah, just oh, <laughs> just a little, details. Yeah, just a little. It's right. yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, and so yeah. then as I got older, um, you know, I very I was very young when I had my first. I bought my first home when I was eighteen, and so by the time built it and bought it. Wow. So everything. And then um, probably before, I think I was 20, bought the second one. And so designed that and picked everything. Mm. Brick, shingles, paint, windows, floor, you know, everything. Mm. And then Rich and I, I don't even know how many times we've moved, but I did write down that we have bought seven homes together. Mm. We've rented five. And we've done everything from simple, just cosmetic updates to knocking it back to the studs, to adding a thousand square feet. To we've done everything. We've done it. Wow, that's so. a lot. Okay, so what excites you most about design? Oh, creating a feeling. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, to me, it's all about that feeling, mm-hmm. you know, just um, like my friend came over that had never been to my home before, and she walked in, and this is probably the best compliment I've ever gotten. And she said, oh, I feel like I just walked into a giant hug. Oh, oh this is so sweet. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to hang on to that for a really long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then my painter, I had a painter in the house last week, and after he finished everything, he left. They loaded their truck up. He came back, and he rang the doorbell, and he said, I just wanted to tell you that we had a really peaceful week mm-hmm. in your oh. home this week. It was really peaceful. Yeah. And I just wanted to say thank you. And I was like, oh, mission accomplished. That's awesome. I love that. So that's what I want. That is a really good compliment. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I, that's what I want, too. You know, when I have someone come into my house and tell me, your house is so cozy. Yeah. That, I'm like, yeah. okay, thank you. Yes. Because that's what I was going for. Yes. So. I just love that story about you being a kid and getting I had n- hadn't even thought. I told Danny and she was like, I go, I well, I'm going to tell knew. you this. And she's like, no, you have, have to, to say Because it's so sweet to know that you were already that creative. Like mm-hmm. that was part of who like God made you and you were a child and, and you were able to express it. Like that's so, I have goosebumps. That's so beautiful. I love that. I mean, that. it was so fun because I would sit out, I would get really bored mm-hmm. and I would sit out in the truck Yeah, and I would like pull Just the, form, it was Formica it. chips. Yeah. I would pull the Formica <laughs> chips and I'd flip through the uh-huh. wallpaper books and the uh-huh. carpet and I would be like, I'd have my design board over yeah. here. Oh, and, I remember getting the Pantone books yes! and I would just... I would just fan them out and smell them. I was like, this is so beautiful. And I was like, look at all these colors. Like, just, oh, I love, I have that. And that feeling. That I sent you last night, that Better Homes and Gardens Mm -hmm. book. So I spent, I can't even tell you how many hours I spent sprawled out on my bed. It's 1968 Better Homes and Gardens design book. Mm -hmm. Do you still have, I would love to see that. I would fit in There's right probably with your a lot aesthetic. of stuff I would like to do in my home. I don't. But and it was it was a notebook and you could like clip it open and so I oh, would take the you know that. and put uh-huh. pages together that I thought. Yeah. Oh, that's so that's so good cool. Memory. The other thing that's really bad that probably doesn't need to be in this is there were certain television shows that I couldn't watch as a kid mm. because they were just the background was just so mm. I just could couldn't handle. I it. just couldn't handle too it. Busy. It, was, it was too busy. It was too busy. <laughs> it didn't go together. And sense. I called some shows, circle shows and square shows, and I don't remember what was what. But so like funny. someone would say, "Do you watch that?" This is how weird kid I am. Do you watch this show? And I'd go, "No, that's a circle show," or "No, that's a square show." I can't because it was either balanced or not balanced. Not balanced. Okay, was the square the balanced one or the circle? The balanced? I can't remember oh, okay. now. That is so funny. It's, that's really interesting but i had a i had a show i could not watch because it had a certain color purple that i was like no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and it would come on it was a dr seuss thing and it would come on and i would make the i would turn it off you'd have like a visceral reaction i could to that yes, purple that color. it was i was like it yeah. doesn't go with anything else in that scene and i turn it <laughs> yeah. off yeah 
How old were you? I mean, I was probably in like middle school at that point because we were overseas. But I just remember being like almost like angry. Like this is yeah. wrong. They did it wrong, and we can't. Watch and I this. couldn't fix it because it's in, in the, the television. In the TV. Yes. I couldn't oh. like reach up. So we have the same problems. Yes, too. It's great. you're neurotic in the same way. Yes, yes. We're neurotic in the same way. Yes. No, yes. no. We need yes. people like you in the world so that we have nice looking homes. Okay, so I want to hear from Danny now. Why am I talking to you, Danny, about design in the home? Tell me a little bit about your background and your training experience and what excites you about design. Well, um, very much like Dana, I was creative from like a really young age. My parents always said I was drawing young, you know, painting, just they always knew I'd be artistic in general. Um, and so I was thinking back and, um, you know, I, I dabbled in all different types of like artsy things growing up. And then I ended up pursuing it as my college, my education and my career. But, um, when I was younger, my parents always gave me the freedom to do whatever I want in my room. I mean, very similar to your dad. It was, if you want to do it and you plan it and it's within budget, then Mm -hmm. we will do our best to make it happen. And I was actually thinking back this morning, um, I always remember my high school room because I did have like a very specific vision, um, which would not be my vision now, (laughs) but in high school, it was the place I was at. And, um, uh, and I always think of that room as like one of the first ones I designed. But then I thought back to when I was in elementary school, I asked for a fake ficus tree in my room because I wanted to decorate it with Christmas lights. Because I think I saw it at a restaurant or something, <laughs> and my parents did it. Aww. And so I think from a young age, they let me just express myself in mm-hmm. that way. Um, but I did uh, I did end up studying graphic design and photography in college. I went to Rhode Island School of Design um, and graduated in the graphic design program and then um, headed to Martha Stewart for a long time. And then um, I have my own business doing stuff with clients. Uh, and then the interior aspect of it really just, I think organically um, from becoming a home, like a homemaker mm-hmm. and having a home and my family, I just started investing in that more. Um, I did not have any formal training in interior design, but it's just been something that's been fun to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my home, you can tell it's heavily influenced by fine art. Um, there are design elements, but it's like a it's like a wacky, very artistic <laughs> expression of who I am. Yeah, and that doesn't work for everyone, but it's been fun to kind of, I guess, explore what that looks like for different people and mm-hmm. and find what works for them and be able to step into that, even if it's not my style Mm. and and help them give advice, things like that. So it's just been something fun. I've gotten to explore, I guess, and, Mm -hmm. and be involved in for a couple of friends. And and then for my own home, it's constantly shifting, which is fun because then I'm constantly learning and stretching myself to do something different. Yeah. is Would you say that's what excites you about design in the home the most? Yeah. uh, I think we talked, me and Dana talked a lot about the, the idea of change and how we evolve as, as people, as we grow and, and as we change, um, being able to reflect that in our space. And that mm-hmm. part is very exciting to me. Um, I love the, the 
conversation between functionality and design. And so I'm constantly trying to look at like, what would make our home run better and how can we do it in a beautiful way? Yeah. And so I think that's the part that excites me the most is, is functional design and, um, and beauty in that just instilling like who you are as a family in your home in a functional way. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. That excites me too. I love that because I love my things, but they need to be practical and useful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't collect tchotchkes so much for the sake of just having tchotchkes. The things I collect, I use. Right. And I like them to be beautiful so that they can also be decor in the home. So that's really cool. Functional design. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So let's move ahead. And I always like to do some defining before we dive into the topic about like, what is, what are we talking about and what is, what is it and what it is not. So what do we mean when we say design? For me, it's personal expression Okay, of like who I am. I feel like my home tells a story. Danny has stuff that she's bought from all over the world Mm -hmm. and I have stuff you know we bought this when we had this child or we bought this everything has a story to Mm -hmm. it and for me and I I do this really weird thing where once a year I've told Allison this once a year I go and I take everything down (laughs) and I put it all in one spot and I look at it and I say okay I'm moving in this direction and this is going bye-bye Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I I yeah that I I have so much respect for you <laughs> that you do that but I'm also a purger okay by nature that's just, by nature okay. I'm a purger but so I think that what I do it's more like curating mm-hmm. yeah because it's like looking at all of the things that are these things are the same mm-hmm. and th- I'm moving away from this mm-hmm. and so. While I still have some things that I, I still have things that I have when I started out. Yeah. Um, but I've gotten rid of a lot, changed a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. well, and I think it goes back to what we were touching on earlier with as you grow and change and your style shifts, or say your family shifts, or, mm-hmm. you know, your kids are growing up. So the needs are different. It's like design to me is being able to serve those changes well. Yes. So and that, beautifully. And beautifully. And so like like what you're talking about, just taking everything and looking at it, I think it's a great practice because I moved from house to house to house growing up. We moved like, I don't even know how many times mm-hmm. growing so up. We. And we never did that. We just were like, box it all up, and then we'll unpack all of this junk at the next That's house. The next and yeah. you end up carrying around these things that mm-hmm. you really don't care for anymore, and they don't serve your family anymore, but they're just there, so you move, you move them. Mm-hmm. But being able to reevaluate and say what are the things that I love and that serve me well? And what do I want to see in my home? What do I want to be surrounded? What's that feeling Mm -hmm. I want? And do these items add to that feeling of, of, you know, welcoming coziness, love, Mm -hmm. like whatever Mm -hmm. it is that are your kind of values in your home, Mm -hmm. because it just, it'll pile, all the stuff will pile up. Right. And then this, you're serving your stuff. It's not serving yeah, exactly. you. Exactly. And then we, and <clears throat> there are things that are not going to fit your style that you just have some type of bond with. Like, mm-hmm. like the stuff from overseas, there are items that I would never get rid of because they're so important to me. They mm-hmm. may not fit the style of my home, but being okay to hold that loosely and break the rules for the things you love. Because if you do have a connection with 
that vase or that picture frame, well, then it should be in your home. Yeah. It reminds you of something. It like brings up some mm-hmm. happy feeling. That's not a bad thing to keep it. Right. So right. I think there's a balance between mm-hmm. the the purging, which I think can be really helpful, and um, the feeling. And element. sometimes those things that you love or the things that directed you towards your style through everything yeah. like that's the the vein that goes all the way through mm-hmm. everything yeah and you may find oh i still have this and wow maybe 30 years of mar- marriage everything has been because of that one thing yeah mm-hmm. there's there's a vein through that right so what what are we not talking about here what is there can, can you answer what that is question? not design yeah what is not design i think if you if you are a if your goal is I'm going to make my house look like so-and-so's house mm-hmm. or I'm going to make my home look exactly like this picture I found on Instagram or Pinterest, you're not serving yourself well mm-hmm. or your family and you're causing yourself more stress because you're holding yourself to some standard yep. that's not your own. Right. And it's not from the Lord, it's not from it's not from any anything. Yeah. It's not, it's non-existent and it's I think design is not copying it's truly evolving and 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 making a space an expression of yourself and your family. Mm-hmm. So I would say if you're if you're just doing it to do to redesign it and and it doesn't have your family in it, yeah, you're you're not going to be happy in the end. Basically, it, it might be short lived happiness, but you won't. I don't think you'll feel a connection with your home in the mm-hmm. long term. Yeah. That's a good way. To and remember it. that it's really, really easy to make this little one-inch square yes. look amazing because you might bring everything good oh, you have into that corner. Into yes. that corner. <laughs> oh yeah, you can re you can take things from all of your home and restyle for a photo. It, yes, that doesn't mean that's what their house that's actually looks correct. like. And so, and so, don't hold yourself to that. It really it should be a personal expression of your life. Mm-hmm. You, I I don't feel like. When I walk into someone's home and it's like everything is cookie cutter and everything, I might walk in and go, oh, wow, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But where's the inner life yeah. from mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does this family function? Who are these people? Yeah. It's like, that's what, when I walk into somebody's home, I want to get a feeling to know them deeper. I want to like, it's like a peek into who yes. they are. And yeah. that's what I think successful design is versus yeah. just you know, purchasing things to copy. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And it's okay if you need somebody to help you find your style or, or you use things as inspiration. You say, I actually love something about this picture. Okay. Well then how could you do it to serve your home and yourself? Well, Mm -hmm. because it might not look exactly like how they did it. Mm -hmm. And so I think it truly is like looking through that lens Mm -hmm. of, of yourself and your family and your values before you jump into something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Well, let's talk a little bit about why, um, no, we're not going to go there yet. I want to talk about universal design principles. Um, is there anything we want to lay out before we dive into the topic more about just some, some universal principles and elements that might be helpful to define here? Okay. So I'm talking about things like, um, form and function, and we've already used some of those words and scale and balance and that kind of stuff. Anything we want to define? Um, well, we talked a little bit about function already. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should be, I, in my opinion, the main driver okay. for and- design. Um, and function, function, I would 
I guess, define loosely. Um, in my mind, when I think function, I think how are how is your home and, and the items around you serving your family? Mm-hmm. And okay. so versus form, which is the aesthetic. It's yes. how does it look? Yes. Form versus function is a big question in design school. Every every good design is a perfect balance of form versus function. If okay. you go too far to the function side, you get products that are efficient, but not necessarily something that you want out in your home mm-hmm. or something that you're proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go too far on the form side, you get beautiful things. You see this a lot with architects versus engineers. An mm-hmm. architect will dr- draw just the most beautiful design for a building. And then they bring it to the engineer and the engineer says, okay, none of this is actually possible. Like it's impossible <laughs> to build this yeah. thing. And so then you've gone too far into your form side of like, yes, we could make something beautiful, but if it does not function, mm-hmm. we've missed the mark again. So there's balance in the form versus function conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that all together in your home, you have to evaluate. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you achieve that through looking to yourself, like right. we've said. But then other other words we talked through, we talked a lot about color palette. Balance and scale. Balance and scale. Natural elements. Yes. We have those in, in common. Okay. Yeah. We'll probably define them as we go too. If if mm-hmm. I feel like there's something we need to define, I'll just stop you guys and, and say, hey, what does that mean actually? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's talk about why design matters in the home. So atmosphere versus environment. Okay. Um, I had put some notes in in here for you guys. These are just my thoughts. And I'll I'm just gonna read what I wrote and then let you guys expound on that. So what I think atmosphere versus environment, I think the relational versus the physical, mm-hmm. and they're not mutually exclusive. And we've already touched on this. The atmosphere of the home is mostly determined by the relationships. We talk a lot about that on the show, about how we're we are cultivating a certain kind of environment or atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to do with how we talk to one another, mm-hmm. how we um just interact daily with one another and you know even what sorts of influences we bring into the home in the forms of books and media and things like that mm-hmm. um, so atmosphere is often determined by relationships and and that is what we I feel like primarily as homemakers that's what we should be concerned with mm-hmm. you can have a beautifully designed home but if all the relationships are unhealthy then the atmosphere will be unhealthy and the best designers in the world can't fix that so mm-hmm. however the physical environment of the home does impact the overall atmosphere of the home because our space is where we do our relationships. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys have any thoughts about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you want to go first or do you want to go ahead? Um, so yeah, we were, uh, when we were thinking through this, uh, we were sitting on my, on my couch and I was thinking through like, so what, you know, what, how, how do I want my kids to feel when they're in the home? You know? And I, I was telling Dana, I don't want anything to feel off limits. Like I want the house to feel like a space where they can feel their big feelings. We can process through those. We can learn about Jesus together. Um, they feel, you know, safe and secure. And so we we're sitting on my couch and I said, I mean, that's why we have our couch. I said, it's not a beautiful couch. I said, but it's very comfortable and there's enough space for the whole family to pile on the couch. Mm -hmm. And if somebody spills juice on the couch, it's not a big deal. Um, And so in that way, my design choice was was specifically swayed by how I want my family to feel in my home, not how I want it to look. Granted, the couch looks fine in there. It doesn't look bad. It doesn't look out of place. But could I have bought a nicer couch that maybe had cleaner lines that I liked more? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But in this stage of life, that's not important to me. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, f- I feel like looking at how you want your family to feel, at least if you have kids, I think it's important to be thinking through, like, how do my kids feel in the home and how can I achieve that feeling for them but still have a safe, beautiful space for them to explore? Yeah. And so I think it's just keeping that at the forefront before you make design decisions. Mm-hmm. And and again, checking back with yourself, like, does this serve my, does this serve the environment that I'm trying to create for my children? Or is this going to be a distraction to that? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, a distraction or even a hindrance mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Oh you know, yeah. Because if you're obsessing yes. about your yes. white couch. Mm-hmm. And I've been in know. homes where, where people are like, wait, 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 yeah. don't let the kids get on the couch. You yeah. know, you're going to scratch it or you're going to stain it or, and, and I would hate for them to feel like they did something wrong because they want to sit down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? And so right. I think that's like the main mm-hmm. thing I try and balance in that push and pull between right. what it looks like and what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so let me just say that when I come into your home, the couch is the last thing that I see because <laughs> I have this feeling of this groovy space. Yes. <laughs> it is groovy. <laughs> and... In a good way. Not just that, in the best way. And it's warm and it's inviting. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even notice the couch because it's all about a feeling for me. Thank you. And it really exudes your personality. Yeah, which and, is good. And, That's nice so to hear because the couch I, was like the last thing. I didn't even. I don't yeah. even know the couch. Yeah. So on the flip side, I have two white couches, Allison. Oh, and well. children are welcome to roll on them. I've never, you know, I never say anything. But Rich and I are in a different stage, stage of, of our life. life. We're mm-hmm. empty nesters, and little kids come in our house, and they come into our main living area, and they say, "Where's the television?" Mm. Because there's no television in the main area of our home. Because Mm -hmm. what we're using it for, that's where our community group meets. That's where we talk. That's where we have our coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. When we have Mm -hmm. friends over, that's where we sit. That's that's we just talk in that area now. That's Mm -hmm. what the function of that whole space is for us. And so it's just a different stage of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so since you mentioned... um, the big black box. And actually we're going to get into practical stuff, but we're here right now. So I want to address it. Um, I think more and more people are doing less of the black box on the wall because there's so many other options with personal devices. And then like you can even cast it onto a Mm -hmm. wall or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But do you have some top hot tips for like how to integrate a TV into a design, anything that you've used in the past or? Just I put mean, it in I, a different I room. I used to do the armoire. I yeah. mean, yeah. I can't tell you how many antique armoires I've had that I've had my husband drill, drill a hole in the back. We had so that, that growing can, up. Yes. yes, my parents did that. Yeah. yeah. So that it can be beautiful, but yeah. you can shut it. Right. Yeah. Um, we t- Well, we're in the stage where we definitely have a TV. Yeah. It's actually a TV that the sh- that the <laughs> It's actually the TV she did not want in her home. Is so in she my sent home. it to you. Yeah. Well, I just needed one less. Because <laughs> we only need one now. Well, our our kids do. Yeah. They do get to watch um, cartoons and stuff uh, for a little bit. Yeah, we're and, not here. We're making yeah. no judgments about no, that. No, no judgments. We're talking about design. I yes. don't <laughs> love it being on all the time. And that's, I mean, anyone will tell you, that is a whole other conversation, but anyone will tell you, 
it is an easy out when you need to go take oh, a shower. Yes. <laughs> yep. But we do have we do have two televisions in our home. One we don't hide because it's in the playroom. Okay. Um and it's just on their, you know, it's on their toy organizer and it's we actually rarely use it. But the other TV, I wouldn't say it's hidden, but it's styled definitely. Yeah. So I always um when I'm designing like wall units or shelving mm-hmm. specifically, I always try and think in a way of where could we put the television where it would kind of just camouflage itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just think through that while I'm designing for the other stuff. I love to style shelves. And so I've got, I don't know, over a hundred plants in my house. And so I need shelving for all these plants. She's not kidding. She actually <laughs> no, has over a hundred plants. Anyway. And so when I was And they're playing, healthy. <laughs> well, some of them are healthy. Some of them have gone to the graveyard. But that's okay. It just gives you an opportunity to buy another plant. That's what I say. Um so when I'm thinking through shelving though, I tend to sketch it. Okay. First. And it doesn't have to be a good sketch, but just mm-hmm. very crudely, just like how, and I look for symmetry because I feel like if I've got some type of symmetry happening around the television mm-hmm. and there's some other elements happening where it's not just a TV on a TV stand, it's like, we've got some plants, we have some books, we have shelves, we have yeah. family photos. It's like people don't focus on it then. Right. Yes. Right. And so my whole, when I first moved into our home, I wanted to get a you know frame TV so we could put art on it so and mount it on the wall so it was totally hidden. Mm-hmm. That wasn't in my budget. Mm-hmm. It just it realistically it's not. And so I just had to think through well what could I do to make this space functional and beautiful where we don't focus on the mm-hmm. television. Mm-hmm. So it's not directly across from the couch. It's actually to the side of the couch. And then it's on a you know a TV stand that my husband made that we love and it's got books in it and it's got plants. It's like that's not the focal point. Mm-hmm. And so it just in your mind tends to disappear yes. and you're not using it. And I'm okay with that mm-hmm. because it's not in budget to do the other stuff and that's okay. Right. Right. So that's a great tip. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the pillars of homemaking and design. So this is a new concept that I'm introducing on the show, the four pillars, identity, personal values and priorities, rhythms and routines, and community. And this kind of gets into the form and function. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we've touched on some of these already because you've mentioned values Mm -hmm. to helping you decide, you know, does this item or does this style um, serve us well according to what our personal values are as a family? So how can design help or hinder these four things? And you can just throw out your thoughts and we don't have to go in order. Well, I think... It, I mean, going back to if you're just looking in a magazine or online and say, I'm going to copy that, mm-hmm. and you're not walking through mm-hmm. those kind of really important four pillars for your home, yeah, you, it's it's not nece- I don't necessarily think it would be like detrimental. Don't don't get me wrong, but I think it could hinder because you're you're distracted from your mission, yeah. of your family, and and that's like just one point of distraction will just multiply and get you mm-hmm. f- further and further and further off mission right. because it's easy to focus on beauty and be- mm-hmm. and kind of make it an idol. Absolutely. Um, so I feel like I just go back to evaluating my space continue. It's never, never ending. I mean, my house is changing every week 
based on, you know what, now I want the kids to feel the freedom to pick their own snacks. Like, let's redesign how the pantry mm-hmm. works. Like, mm-hmm. it's never going to stop changing because my family is always going to be growing. Yeah. Like, praise God, but it's always going to be changing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and so I feel like it could hinder if you're distracted, but it could be so, so beneficial if you're using those pillars to drive your home design mm-hmm. because you're really just cre- it's what you said you're going to create a feeling for your family mm-hmm. rather than a beautiful space mm-hmm. and all the other stuff will come like you'll find your style you'll oh i i'm really drawn to this yes. like oh i need bins for my kids room to organize toys but you know what i think i like them all to be baskets mm-hmm. like you're going to find your style you're going to find where the form and function meet right. based on like, oh, you were thinking of your kid. Right. Like instead of thinking I need to, you know, have the latest thing or the perfect look mm-hmm. because that's going to mean I'm doing my job well. And I'm, you know, this gets into identity issues. Like if all my identity is wrapped up in things looking a certain way, right. and, you know, what I, will people think? What will people think of me mm-hmm. if they walk in and they see mismatched boxes organizing the toys in the toy room or what you know whatever yeah. or mismatched dish, dishes or because we also have to think about our budget constraints mm-hmm. and we want to be wise and we want to use what God has given us well use our resources well mm-hmm. um because I'm um, you know we all personally value being good stewards I know as mm-hmm. followers of Jesus and if we're not doing that the and the, having the idol of looking a certain way can really suck money out of our account yeah, yeah. <laughs> in an unhealthy way and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, okay. I hear what you're saying. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that? My thought on that is that I have made my home an idol. I recognized it. Mm. Um, it. It was a hard, hard knock. But what happened is that I was such a slave to how it looked that I put that above relationship and above community because unless I had eight hours to clean the baseboards and the fans Mm -hmm. and, you know, Mm -hmm. just had to be perfect before anybody came. Mm -hmm. And it was very isolating and it was very mentally challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, And now... You know, I love to go into people's home no matter what is going on. And I love for people to come into mine. I don't care what's Mm -hmm. going on. And so as I look back on that, I think about all of the... The fun or the spontaneity or that I missed that out missed. on because I was definitely making it. Mm-hmm. It's got to be perfect before anyone can come mm-hmm. over. And some of that's my own just OCD things, and yeah. and I had to get past that. But I missed a lot. Yeah, because people really don't care what your house looks like. They either like you or they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's been like enlightening for me in this past. I mean, just couple months, but. I mean, I talked through um, with you in my in my last episode with you about how I had very high expectations for myself in in my home, and mm-hmm. and I did that. Like I would run around like the crazy lady in that video. Well, it's a <laughs> yeah. guy, I think, uh, dressed as the lady, and I would you know freak out because yeah. it, like, it all has to be perfect. Yes. You know? and, and yes. Luke would just be like, "I'm gonna go clean the garage." Like, <laughs> um, but. A few weeks ago, my neighbor, who I've gotten really close with in the, in the past couple of months, she uh, was at my house just for a second to drop off a kid or I don't know something. She said, "Hey, can I just help you clean your house?" And 
the old me would be like, no, 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 no. Like so ashamed. Like, yeah. no, it's fine. Cause there were toys everywhere. So I was like, no, no, no. But I was like, you know what? Yeah, that'd be great. And she just <laughs> dropped all her stuff and she just was scrubbing my, Aww. and I was like, this is so like such a sweet moment. Mm-hmm. And such like a a trust builder and yeah. like this is a deepening relationship that, that I'm allowing builder. somebody mm-hmm. to be like I'm gonna scrub your kitchen counters is that you okay I'm like yeah and it was just so life giving mm-hmm. to be like this space is not who I am mm-hmm. and just to let someone in and say like sure I'll accept the mm-hmm. help like and she loves to give me advice on design stuff and I like to give her advice on her home and so. It's just so freeing to not be defined mm-hmm. by a space. Yeah. Like we can create a feeling with it, but it's not who you are. Right. So there's no apologies when it's messy. It's mm. like, yeah, we're living life here and and this house is a functioning home. Right. And mm-hmm. that means it doesn't always look like an Instagram picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. That is so good. I think Rich had a harder curve of me coming off of that because when I would start just spontaneously inviting people over. I mean, he asked me one time, you're not going to clean the baseboards? And I was like, if they're looking at the baseboards, they're looking too close and they can go home. That's good, though. I like that. And so that was very freeing for me to just go, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it shouldn't define your day, I feel like. Mm -hmm. I love to keep my house clean. I love when I have time to clean it. Don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. But if somebody at the last minute says, hey, can I come over to have coffee? I want them to feel yes. like they can do that. Ten minutes, I'll be there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I want them to, yeah. I want to mm-hmm. just be able to say, sure, like, come, come on, on in. And my head, my voice in my head will say, you should warn them. Mm-hmm. You should say, well, it might be a little messy. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that because they don't care. They just want to come be yes. in my home with me. Mm-hmm. I should take that and be grateful for it. Mm-hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. that means you are making that space where people, they want to come. You're Mm -hmm. inviting them. That's good. Because if you feel the need to apologize, it's probably, that's a pride issue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because if I feel like I, I think I was thinking in relation to cooking, um, Julia Child would always say, like, never make excuses, never apologize <laughs> if you, like, screw up and the souffle deflates or something. Yes. And I think about that all the time in in all areas, yeah. you know. And um, yesterday I was at the doctor and I wasn't expecting, I was at physical therapy for my knee and she sent me to ortho and I got in right away. And I had on my grungy, like, gym shorts because mm-hmm. I was just going to my physical therapy lady who yeah. sees me all the time. And and I didn't shave my legs. <laughs> and you were <laughs> and like, so, I should apologize. And no. she sent me to ortho to yeah. like a whole other doctor I'd never met before. And I was like, I'm not going to say anything nope. about my legs. I'm not going to say, nope. you know. But it's that same concept of feeling like I need to apologize because I am not presenting the me that I want to present to the right. world. Yeah. You know, that I think they want, that I think is better. And absolutely, I do that with my home too. Which mm-hmm. is so funny to me because if you look at it through the pillar of community, mm-hmm. what are the main things that you look for in your community that you surround yourself with? It's authentic, yeah. real Right. Ready to get, you know, mm-hmm. get dirty with you, jump into the mess. Mm-hmm. Those are the people mm-hmm. you want by your side. So yep. why yeah. Why do we think that we need to present ourselves <laughs> in a certain way to be able to attain this community? Well, that's fake. Yeah. And so it's just it's every time I do that, I'm like take a step back and I'm like, why am I apologizing for who I am? That's yeah. so silly because if I just am myself, 
that's people just want to see who you really are. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, don't apologize for your sweatpants. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Okay. Anything else on the pillars? Are you guys ready to move on? That's great. I think, yeah, because rhythms and routines we kind of touched on with function. Yeah, I mean, I think we're when it comes to th- to that. I mean, we could talk, we could speak to that just a little bit if mm-hmm. you want. I mean, design can can absolutely hinder um, healthy rhythms and routines. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> if, if oh, it's for not sure. functional design, mm-hmm. um, and it can it can aid it. So maybe talk about that just a little bit. Can you think of an example? Well, I mean, we talked through a little bit with. Um, just like the stage of life I'm in with young mm-hmm. kids and stuff, like our our rhythms and routines are um, lacking to say <laughs> okay. the least. You have three young yes. boys, yes. but but there, I mean, no matter what, there is an element of that because sure. there are you know okay school schedules, there are you know baseball games, there are whatever, and so um, in my home we we tend to it's probably unspoken, but um, my husband and I tend to like. We surround our ourselves with um, information, so we've got like a, a family calendar on yeah. our phones, and then also on the fridge. Um, and then we also like it sounds weird, but um, in our house we kind of compartmentalize things, and so like okay, if it's t-ball, like there's a t-ball bag. And oh yeah, everything's That's in great. the mm-hmm. t-ball bag, so you just grab it and go. Mm-hmm. And so, and so um, I I never was good at that mm-hmm. uh, because I want everything to be beautiful. Like I don't want this like grody <laughs> duffel bag, uh, but, but my husband is very much that way. Like if you ever, he used to have a, a truck and in the back he had built a um, wooden kind of compartmentalized unit mm-hmm. that folded out. And he was like, this section is camping. This section is first aid. <laughs> this section is fire stuff. Do you think it's because he's a a firefighter? I think it's because he's go, go, go. And that's how they operate. I think so. The I mean, station. they have their like bag with their bunker gear. They have like, mm-hmm. I think it's part of just, you know, what is ingrained in him as, as a firefighter, but he has the whole garage organized that way. And so I had to come to terms with like, this may not be my favorite, but mm-hmm. it is so functional. Yeah. For your, for my for family, your lifestyle. For my right lifestyle. Now. Yeah. And I had to come to terms with like, okay, in this case, this really is serving my family well. Mm -hmm. And so like in this time, that's what it looks like. It's, there are these weird bags that are around and, and they're organized. They they, may not be the prettiest. And they won't always be, like you just said, in this time. Yes. And 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 when it's not baseball season, the the bag goes back in the garage. Yeah. But right now it sits by the front door and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. It's... Mm-hmm. This yeah. is, he's five. He's yeah. not going to be five forever. Let's just enjoy it. Right. You know? So that's something that I had to learn. Yeah. Definitely. Because I'd want to like, okay, well, let's tuck it back in the garage. And then Luke's like, where's the bag? I'm like, oh. Like, and now we're late. I and hid now, it because yeah. it was not pretty. <laughs> so, this yeah. is sounding familiar. <laughs> yeah. I was hiding your things because they're not my no, style. My, Rachel always go, did you throw that away? I know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But well, I think, yeah. You I, are the one that puts everything on the table and purges, you know, yes. once a year. So <laughs> yes. it's, it's possible that you did yes. throw it away. Yeah. So yeah. do you have any thoughts about I mean, I feel like I probably, I mean, listening to you talk about Luke, I'm going, oh my gosh. Um, 
I feel like for sure, I'm sure some of my OCD tendencies do show up in the way that I have things organized behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm particularly thinking about when my kids were little and I had to hang their, this is your whole outfit, <laughs> shirt, pants. <laughs> Just the way I did laundry, just, yeah. yeah. I mean, and so I feel like some of those OCD things do show up, but I did have to learn that there's just going to be, I mean, that's just, but I'm not in that stage anymore. So enjoy it Mm -hmm. because I promise you it passes and the house is so quiet and, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, and I love the point that you're making that you, you know, you live in this house with other people. Mm-hmm. And so you recognize that it's Luke's strength yes. yeah. to be able to organize your the necessary things for the choices you've made for your boys to play mm-hmm. these sports and be involved in these activities. If that's going to work mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're not going to lose your mind yeah. running around at the last minute trying to find all the pieces and parts. And it serves me, really. It, it's it's yeah. very helpful for you. It's helpful to Jude, but... To be honest, like Luke's mm-hmm. with Luke's schedule, because it's half the time he won't be there. Yeah, and and I don't know anything about sports. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> the fact that he does that for me, yeah, and he might even not he might not know that that is such a gift to me. But the fact that I can just say, no, I'm confident that it's all in the, in bag, the bag. That is helpful. Yeah, yeah. So I'm okay with it. And for so, now, for now. <laughs> But maybe you might get like a big basket to put the bag in. So, no, I I started putting all of my workout stuff in baskets. <laughs> there's only a certain budget line for baskets, and I've hit it. So, well, <laughs> so, you go to Goodwill, right? Well, that's where we're getting most of them right now. Because if you're not buying your, ga- if baskets. you're not checking Goodwill for your baskets, you're missing out. It's true. They, I mean, because they're so many a good- fraction of the price. Oh yeah, even though Goodwill's. As their prices sometimes can be, eh. but go on a half price day. Okay, we're talking about Goodwill. What's your best Goodwill find ever? Oh my gosh! I think best we had this conversation. Goodwill find? Did we? I'm well, we were, oh, we were talking trash. about trash. Yes, picking the trash. Well, up yes, off the thing. and but, that was my neighbor. She found a, a '70s macrame room divider in like pristine condition on the side of the road. <gasps> we are on the not side of the road. above trash diving. No trash diving. Picking is, through your neighbor's trash. Listen, you can sanitize <laughs> all you want, but if you find it, you pick it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't miss out on that. Uh, no, I think honestly, my favorite Goodwill things are probably baskets. Like I, mm-hmm. I get, I find the little ones. I organize my makeup in them. <clears throat> I have my um, nail polish in one. Like I love the little... Little baskets, and then I find a lot of my picture frames. Mm, yes. And then I guess my biggest and most, like, special Goodwill find is a um, huge framed botanical – well, it's not botanical. I guess it's a it's an illustration from, like, an old um, book about birds. It's like the Audubon mm-hmm. um, illustrations, uh, and it's just two birds and a huge – beautiful wooden frame and it hangs above our bed and it's i'm very much like a maximalist when it comes to design like i love gallery walls i love art there's you know my yeah it's just like all the surfaces are it's covered just every surface mm-hmm. has beautiful things on it that painting hangs alone because i just i don't want anything next to it I, and it's like from goodwill i got it for like two dollars but i'm like i love this so much it's above our bed and it that's where it's gonna live forever that's awesome i love it do you shop at Goodwill? I do. Okay. 
And probably my best find is a huge ironstone platter that I bought for like $2 oh or something. Yeah, gosh. it's huge. And so when you're an antique dealer, mm-hmm. you, you know, recognize you know, you know what the goods no, are. No, but I'm just saying like, just say like you have a run on your booth and mm-hmm. there's no auctions, there's no estate sales, you have no backstock, you have nothing. So you have to go to Goodwill. I mean, like yeah. someone might come in and just buy all your smalls. Mm-hmm. And so I That's would have so to. so interesting. You could go and purchase these items that people don't know how valuable they are and you can turn around and sell them in your booth yes i love that a lot of people do that now and that's actually part of the problem with some of the price gouging that's happening at like goodwill and salvation army because they're trying to be that middle take the middleman out and get the resale price themselves Mm -hmm. but so anyway interesting when i lived in nashville the goodwill lady (laughs) at the downtown store told my friend and i the so they get donations every day, yeah. But they only put furniture out on Tuesday mornings at mm-hmm. seven a.m. or whatever. So oh. she told us you find all the and tips. so as dealers, mm-hmm. I mean, we would hightail it, take the kids to school, and we would hightail yeah, it to downtown thing. Nashville to that uh-huh. goodwill because it was the rich neighborhood, and it was where yeah. they would put all the all the good stuff, the nice all the good stuff, stuff. yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's such so a good tip too. Like, finds. learn what days they have certain yeah. things on sale. Learn what days they put certain things out, mm-hmm. 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 and then don't tell everyone about it. <laughs> have, you, have you ever been to the bins? No. You know we have. Do you know what that is? Is what? it like a place where they have overstock? It's and the things? Goodwill um, clearance. Like, oh no! So if it do, if they've overpriced it mm-hmm. and it never sells, and it never sells, it goes to the bins. And we have one in San Antonio, and they come out with these giant blue bins, and they like time you. I haven't been, but I've watched a YouTube video about it. And they you have like a timer set. They let a group of people in, and they sell it by the pound. Look at her eyes are like this. Big. I'm like this sounds like a game and show, it, and I am bins? in. I am going. Is it organized bins like it's all baskets, oh. all pillows, no, all? I don't. Think or do you just so. have to have dig through? through? You have to dig. Listen, through. I will dig. I'm like. A Armadillo, let me in there. Let's go. We'll do it like a, tri- a girls' trip. Yes. yes, to the bin. Yes, we got to do it for sure. So fun. But you can find some really awesome stuff. Yeah, some most of it is by the pound. But if it's a certain kind of item, it might be individually priced. But you're yeah. going to get it way cheap at the bin. So we're going. Okay, we're going to check that out. And don't you just feel better about yourself oh. when you find it instead of buying it? Like. Because oh, it's the search and yes. you find it, and it's such a special moment. I mean, and that's estate sales to me. <laughs> oh, that's a good thing. Can we talk about that for a second? Of course. Yeah, sure. W- were we going to talk about that later? I don't think so. Okay, let's just real quick. I mean, we got time. This yeah. will just be a long episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> or I could Didn't split. you know it would be the yeah. <laughs> Who you got here? <laughs> okay, estate sales yes. as a source. Yes. Because that is very intimidating to a lot of people. Well, it um, shouldn't be because it's super easy. Um, now there's an actual app. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to. Uh, and the app has gotten really good where, you know, I just look at it once a week and see what's coming up for the next 14 days. And what's the name of the app? Is this- it's statesales.net. Okay. It's Sales. a little blue app. Um, I'll link it in the show notes. Yes. And so you now you can go through and you can look at all the pictures and if there's nothing that you want you can hide that sale oh, now. That's so nice. that's really helped. So it shows you on a map. You put in your area where you want to find uh-huh. estate sales and you get a you give a radius. Yes, and then it'll pull up a map based on your what you've put in and it'll show you where all the estate sales are. Yes, like 
like today, and it goes up to it like says, seven days, right? It says today, tomorrow, and 14 days. Okay. That's great. Yes. And then it'll you can click on the thing, and it'll tell you, it'll often show you lots of photos. Yes, because, uh, I mean, there's one on there right now that has almost 400 photos. Oh, wow. And so you can... You know, kind of weed them out. Yes, by just looking at the and photos. and sometimes, yeah, it's just like with design. You have to leave room for the surprise because sometimes you're flipping through and you're just going, oh, nothing, nothing. Oh, <gasps> yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. You know, and it's worth going for, mm-hmm. like one room, mm-hmm. and it's really good to like really look at the picture. Like if you see, like, and kind of, I just went and picked something up for a friend. She was looking for something. I sent her a picture. I said, what do you think? She said, can you go get it? So. It's really important to like look at what's around that. Is it sitting on a dining room chair, or, right. or so there that might you be can go straight else. through it? Yeah. So you can go straight if you're going specifically for a thing yeah. to go straight mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, as a dealer, I've been standing outside at six o'clock in the morning and had to get numbers and had to yeah. wait. And, you right. Know, and so, but I mean, it is a great resource, especially after you know your style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you know your style and you know what you're looking. Looking for, you know, it's a great resource because I mean, there are estate sales for model homes mm. that's furniture that's n- never been used, it's not yeah. even been used. Oh. And so, um, I mean, it's a great place to get, uh, especially if you're starting out, it's a great place to get like um, dishes, dishes, and kitchen and stuff. Yeah. Kitchen that's stuff. where we, I was telling you, but I didn't find it through this app. But uh, they had list. Some people have started listing estate sale items on Facebook Marketplace. So I didn't realize oh. it was an estate sale, but I found on Facebook Marketplace these dishes, and they're like the Mikasa, um, and they're the Japanese pine, which we have a lot of Japanese. I mean, I feel like in that time, 60s, 70s, yeah. there was a lot of that going on, and so we have like an armoire with a Japanese pine painted on it, and I was like, these are the dishes mm-hmm. that I want. And granted, some were broken, so it's not a full set, but I was like, still, mm-hmm. this is exactly what I've been looking for. And so we got there, and it ended up being an estate sale. And while we were there, we ended up purchasing something else that wasn't listed, but we were already there, and the whole home was that style. So mm. it was like it just one item yeah. brought us to a yeah. place where we found other things that we had been looking for for our home, too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 So, okay, estate sales are great for yes. all kinds of things. I mean, you can get washer and dryers. You can get, and a lot of times, especially if it's older people, it might be 10 years old, but it's rare. It's barely mm-hmm. used. Barely used. Right. I mean, you can get plants, mm-hmm. great, huge, oh, yeah. beautiful plants. You can mm-hmm. get po- outdoor pots, like really, really nice pots mm-hmm. that are two or $300 for $25. Mm-hmm. You can get, yeah. I mean, Anything you want. If you're not looking for something um, very specific that you see on the photos, too, I think if, and you just, especially if you want bargains, if it's like a three day estate sale and you go on the last day, generally they're like, 75% off. Yeah. yeah. Price them down. They yeah. start they start knocking and things on off the last each day, day. You don't they don't want to look because part of their job is cleaning the house out. Mm. That's mm-hmm. included, you know. And like cleaning the house out. Taking it to Goodwill or whatever. Yeah. And so a lot of times you can go in and say, Well, you know, if I buy this, 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 and this Oh, do a bundle. Do a yeah. bundle. Mm, yeah. Because okay. they're trying to get rid of I have a anyway. resource for you if you're missing some of your dishes, too. She's going to hook you up. the way you're talking, lady. <laughs> okay. And really quickly, well, will we talk about this and um, auctions? 
Of course. Later. Just real quick, tell me your best tips about going to auctions because we have an auction house here in San Antonio. We have a wonderful auction house here in San Antonio. Um, here is my best tip as a, a dealer. We the estates that are the uh, sorry auctions that are on holidays. They're generally the prices are going to go up because there are pedestrians. Mm. There are people who are not dealers. Okay. And they're off work that day. It's Memorial Day. Hey, there's a great auction. Let's go to auction. And so you're trying to bid. It's retail. Okay. Mm. So it's more, it's a higher price on the pedestrian day. On a pedestrian day. And so um, the auction house that we have here in town is a great resource for everything. Um, They have cars. They have, you know, everything from mid-century to, you know, Spanish Revival to Mm -hmm. you name it. They've Mm -hmm. got it. And so... um, And generally these auction houses, well, we'll just speak for the one we know here in town. Um, They're getting like big shipments Mm -hmm. from Europe. I think the one that we... Yes, they are. And they're bringing these items over. Yes. And then that's how they're able to then offer... Because they probably pay one price for this huge shipping container, Mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. And they have pickers Mm -hmm. overseas. They they have pickers in the different areas that pick and fill those containers up up. for them. Right. Um, So... Okay. So don't be intimidated. Do not be intimidated. Hold that card up. Wave it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's always a good idea, especially if there's something that you really want to go in person. Mm-hmm. It's a better idea to go Instead in person. Instead of calling or online. And, okay. it, and if it's something that you really want and you absolutely cannot, then please, please, please do the phone bid. Because if you do online, you just don't know if there's a glitch or if there, yeah. or is that what I really bid or did I really, did that go through? Mm-hmm. So if it's something that you have your heart set on and you cannot go, please do the call in. And it's always a good idea to go and preview those auctions. Usually it's the entire week before the auction. You can go in. You can measure, you can pull the drawers out, you can yeah. look mm-hmm. at everything um, right. and see. And, and it's a really good way to get that eclectic, mm-hmm. but, you know, not just went to a store and just bought everything. Right. That's what feel. I was going to say. The reason why I brought it up is because it's, a, it. okay, correct me if I'm wrong. It can be an economical way to get higher quality furniture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because you're going to get something old that's probably made of actual wood. And yes. has a story. And has yes. a story. It's special. Whereas we talked a lot about the Hobby Lobby syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm just going to walk into Hobby Lobby and I'm going to buy all this stuff that's yeah. going to look great in my home. And then what happens is a year later, you've donated all of it. Right. It, mm-hmm. It's not something that lasts. It could be trendy or you know mm-hmm. you saw it online or whatever it is or it was an impulse buy mm-hmm. and it's like this looking for that special piece yeah you're invested in that mm-hmm. right and and there's something more special about acquiring a piece that has a history that that feels like it is part of your home and part of your family you've thought about it mm-hmm. you've budgeted for it like there's just something mm-hmm. that it really becomes part of your space and your family story rather than just, well, I went to Target and mm-hmm. I just bought all this stuff we talked to about, fill this room. The mm-hmm. other thing we talked about is when I first 
moved to Nashville, I was like, so, oh, you have to go to Ethan Allen and you have to buy everything. Matchy, it has matchy. to be matchy, matchy. Right, right. So I had this beautiful cherry coffee table and mm-hmm. one of my kids takes a Hot Wheels car and just slams it. <gasps> yeah. on, and, and to me, mm-hmm. it was ruined. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's it. My house is never going to look like everyone else's. Because this don't... is a set. Yeah. <laughs> and it's ruined. And it's ruined. And so I was just like, you know what? Everything that I started out with that was mm-hmm. beat up, and I really like it more anyway. Yeah. I know. Instead yeah. of trying to put myself in that mold. Yeah. Right. And there, because that's I what think, you're supposed to do. Yes. Yeah. I think there are people that say are not inclined to design and are not innately creative and they don't have an eye or they don't know their style. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to go the route of, well, I'm going to buy a set because that takes the thinking out of it, that's yeah. okay. Right. But be okay with the fact that it is a set, mm-hmm. but you live here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, <laughs> right. It will, there's normal wear and tear from having a family. And that goes back to your values. Like, mm-hmm. do you value the coffee table more than mm-hmm. your kids no. playing with a truck? Like, and so I, I think the matchy matchy thing, it's not me. Not me. I'm very, all my furniture is mm-hmm. all different. It's all from different stages of my mm-hmm. life. And I've found what works together and I've eliminated things that don't. But, if you want to go matchy matchy, it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Just don't let it be an idol mm-hmm. that these things are perfect and they match and nothing can touch them because <laughs> yeah. that's not realistic. Yeah. Right. It's like you want to live in your home. And think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Another source to me, so estate sales, yes. goodwill, another source to me is your family. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, going in the and family pieces are so special. So mm-hmm. special. And like, if you see something in your aunt's garage or your grandmother's yeah. garage, go, hey, can I have that? Yeah. I mean, not only is it, I mean, it's a compliment when someone says, oh, I always love that. Can I have that? I'll just give it to them mm-hmm. if I'm not using it. Yeah. And then I remember one time living in this little rent house when I was like single mom and I had these huge blank walls and I had Nothing. Mm-hmm. I could, and I, I couldn't afford to buy art. Right. So my grandmother goes into this big, huge quilt box in her closet. Oh my gosh. And she brings out this gorgeous, it was the background was like this rust oh, kind of color. And it was the most beautiful thing. She gives me two of them. I hung one of them in my kitchen oh, on the entire wall. I love that. I hung one of them in my living room behind the couch. And then she gave me a tablecloth and I used it for curtains behind my bed. But oh, think of how special that and is. And that was hers. And it was hers and I still have them. Oh, oh. I love that. And that and that speaks into again like the family element. Yeah. Of of who this is who you are. Like you've been born into this family and everyone has their family hangups, whatever. But to be inheriting yes. things like that and then use them in your home as art. I hate to see when these things get passed down and they're in a box in the garage when it's like yeah. those are the things we should be displaying. Like mm-hmm. those are the special things that I say keep an open an open grasp on design because those are the things mm-hmm. that you want in your home. It may not perfectly match. That's okay because it has a story and it has worth in Mm -hmm. your family. Mm -hmm. Like I love that so much. And where I lived, I'm sure that people came in and were just like, what is she doing? But I loved it. I walked in and I just was, you know, every night when I would come home, I would walk in 
And I would see that and yeah, yeah. it's the feeling. Mm-hmm. That's what you yes. speak to that you love about mm-hmm. you, that you created a feeling mm-hmm. even when you had no budget for mm-hmm. it. No budget. Which just shows design is accessible to anyone, mm-hmm. but it's different for mm-hmm. everyone too. And that's okay because mm-hmm. it shouldn't be to please somebody else. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's mm-hmm. so great. Thank you for sharing that story. So ask. Yeah. Ask. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Oh, that's so good. Okay. We're talk- we've are talking. we been talking about some practical things. I'm going to come back to this question about imaging in- at the end, mm. but let's keep going on the practical side. And I want to ask, I'm going to give each of you a chance to talk about how you personally approach design. Um, let's talk about things like your sources of inspiration, um, how you make and execute a plan. Okay. Well, first, let's just do one question at a time. Okay, mm-hmm. Danny. Mm-hmm. Danny, what? Where do you find inspiration for design in your home? A lot of it. Um, it does come from the structure of the home. I'd say, mm-hmm. like when we live in a um, more farmhouse style house, I tend to go into that. So I, I have a firm belief that the way a home was designed, it doesn't mean it has to stick to, mm-hmm. um, how it was architecturally designed, but I have this, this, um, belief that if you go back to the bones of, of what the house was meant to be, mm-hmm. it will sing. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, I've, I've always liked stuff from the 60s and 70s, like, because it's a funky, groovy time. <laughs> like, I love the colors. I love it. But I, I can't say my home has ever looked like that until I lived in this home. Uh-huh. And it's because it I live then. Yeah, in a house from 19, I think, 71. And so um, I just wanted to bring it back to its roots, but keep it in a functional way, like a modernized mm-hmm. for functionality. And so um, we just shifted into that place and it feels right. Mm-hmm. And so we just went with it. Mm-hmm. So. I think a big thing for me is looking at the bones of your home mm-hmm. and your family. Um, but I think that's a great starting point, yeah. I would say. And if you hate it, like you moved into a 70s house, you're like, but I hate the 70s and I hate <laughs> the late 60s. That's okay. You can break the rules. Yeah. You can. It doesn't mean you have to. But I think it's a good starting place to like evaluate. Okay. Um, and then I guess... My like the items we talked through. Like I do have a lot of sentimental items from overseas. I grew up um, moving a lot overseas with my family, and so I do have kind of text. I was really big into textiles, so I have a lot of textiles from India or the Middle East or Africa, and those um, I want to show. It's like the quilt. I want to showcase yeah. those things because they mean something to me. Right. So um, I, I am inspired by things I have collected that feel important and have emotional ties for me and memories for me. Um, but then I do also, I mean, I'm not, I'm not with my eyes shut to what design trends are, are happening right now either. Yeah. And so there are things that mm-hmm. I pick up and I'm like, that works. Like this whole revival of like wicker and rattan, like I'm for it. I love mm-hmm. it. But it also fits the style of my home. Yes, yes. And so there are trends that come and go that I will look at and be like, oh, that would mesh well mm-hmm. into my space. And mm-hmm. then there are other things that don't. And it's okay to just... Yeah. So I feel like it's a it's a combination of things. But, um, but it, it truly... I've lived in homes before that didn't feel like us and we never felt just fully comfortable there. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in this house specifically, we walked into it saying, we're just going to tear this place apart. Like that's how we bought the house. We hated it. Mm. It was so ugly. <laughs> but we went in knowing like, 
we're just going to tear it all down. Yeah. And we're just going to make it our own. And it's been such a refreshing way to approach design because it truly was just a blank slate. And we got to sit down and be like, well, what, what feels like us? Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be expensive. Right. Most of my house, the art is just paint on the walls. It's not really mm-hmm. anything crazy. But we just came at it with the approach of like, nothing should be untouchable. Yeah. Um, our last house, we were scared to do anything because it was just, it was a new build and it was beautiful. We didn't mm-hmm. want to even hang a picture on the wall. It was mm-hmm. like, well, we'd be damaging the drywall. <laughs> and in this one, we're like, you know what? Let's just like rip that whole thing out. And who cares if the kid's drawn it? We're going to rip it out anyway. It's so freeing. Yeah. So I think a lot of, That's a good. lot of the inspiration was just who we are too. Yeah. So. What about you? Well, when I do my little curating, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always noticed that the things that I hold on to and the things that I, the vein that runs through is just this organic, it's olive oil jars, you know, and, mm-hmm. and pottery and just, yeah. So I think that it has to be, and all my colors are green, green, greens, green, greener. Yeah, even, even your white but has it's a green greenish, undertone. but it's deep. So I would describe your house as moody. Yes, definitely darker, moody. Your house is like walking white, through a bright, forest 70s. of you know <laughs> sunshine and rainbows. That's just yes. all of my yes. plants. <laughs> yes, with bright. You know, yours is more like bright light and bright green, mm. and you know. So that's the difference I see between your mine's, your two houses. I would say mine's like traditional, moody, eclectic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone who used to be an antique dealer. Yes. You know. but yeah. The only thing that's new in my house is the refrigerator. The refrigerator. <laughs> the beds, yeah. the um, appliances, beds, sofas. Uh-huh. But every stick of furniture is antique. Is an <clears throat> yeah. antique. And it's repurposed in some, like the stuff that's in my grandkids' playroom. It's mm-hmm. dining room furniture mm-hmm. that I have. It's been redone, yeah, and it's got games and beads and all the things in it, and right? So, yeah. So, where you get your inspiration mostly would be from where? I would say, I mean, it's it's got to have nature. It has to be nature, I guess. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, you have a lot of natural textures, yes, um, in your home, yes. And that was one of the design principles that we spoke about a lot um, that our, when we, when we met to just kind of figure out, you know, what we wanted to speak about, um, we, we talked about how like our houses are the polar opposites mm-hmm. from each other. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that we both were like is so important in a home is that natural element, that mm-hmm. grounding warmth mm-hmm. for your family. And it could be through wood. It could be from mm-hmm. color palette, whatever it is. There's something about having the, the nature inside mm-hmm. that makes, I feel like makes our heart just settle. Mm-hmm. And so like for me, it's the, I like natural wood and I like plants. Literal, literal nature. Literal nature in my house. house. And I, and I love it. And I, yeah. I never used to be that person. I only started getting plants when I was working at anthropology because I had to take care of the plants there. So I learned, but it became something where I was like, 
this feels good. I mm-hmm. like having these plants in my home. It it calms me. Mm-hmm. So something with that natural element, it's like the Lord's mm-hmm. creation, it does. Like he made it and and it it helps I feel like your soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so, and I have every kind of wood, but it's all pretty heavily carved. That's yeah. something that really, you know, just mm-hmm. gives me I love the dark, mm-hmm. but I have every I have everything. And yeah. so mm-hmm. um I mean I just really if it speaks to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Cool. Well, what about making a plan to execute a vision? How do you do that? Dan and I are both on the same page that the first thing you do in your plan is paint your house. Yes. <laughs> okay. that, well, I mean, I think it was funny that we both realized this, but um, neither of us can start to imagine the space and plan without the blank slate. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, I'm going to literally paint the room and then make the plan. Yes. Well, here's the thing. Okay. The way I approach, and, and and hers is slightly different, but they're both neutrals. When I move into a house, I paint the whole thing white. Mm-hmm. Really? I know. And you've seen my house. Yeah. It's colorful, right? Okay. There's a white background, but I have a lot of color in my house. But I can't imagine the space until I have a blank slate. So my neutral is a white. Okay. I like light, bright, sunshiny. I need to make sure the plants can live. <laughs> I love a bright white space. Yeah. Then... As I live in the home, like I literally move in with nothing on the walls, white house, and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I wait in the house and I live in it for a while until Mm -hmm. it starts to speak to me, which sounds Mm -hmm. a little crazy. (laughs) No, I get But it's the same. Both of us, we both said the same thing. I just feel like you you see the rhythms your family is creating in the new home. You see where the kids want to be. You see where the dog wants to be. You see how you function in the kitchen. Yeah. And your home starts to inform you of what it needs. Mm. Your dining room, your breakfast area might be your sitting room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you have to see yeah, who's what... to say you follow yeah. what the last person did. Right. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. So, this was a den. This was a den for the previous owners. Yeah. Mm. See, di- we're sitting in the dining room. That's why there's a ceiling fan. <laughs> Nice. I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, we don't ever turn it on because well, you know your it, food would, would it would make food, food and <laughs> yeah. napkins fly everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But the where they had the dining room is where the sitting room, my little sitting room that I made off the kitchen. Right. So see, and I love that. Yeah, it wasn't intended to be that. Yeah, way. like be like, I hate I hate if people feel I've, I've met people that are like, well, this was what the room was intended for, mm-hmm. and so this is how we're how it has it. to be, even though if I never go in there, exactly, then how is it serving your family well? And so, so our TV room was a dot was the formal dining room. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Okay, yeah. And that's where you have a little bit. You've got a couch in there and your TV. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. just let the let your your family. Mm-hmm. And, and the home inform you of what mm-hmm. it needs and, mm-hmm. and then start to make a plan. Like like how I talked about the television. Mm-hmm. I knew that living space, the way it was arranged, would be so just awful for my family. They right. had a couch cutting the whole room across, but the couch, the end of the couch was next to the fireplace, so you couldn't even look at the fire. It was just so bizarre. And so, you know, living in the space, uh, eventually when we saved up, I said, I want to get a couch with a chaise lounge yeah. on one side to just break up where my living room is and where the kind of walkway we have kind of a, it's all open floor plan, which is very difficult to place furniture. in, especially if you're not used to it, but 
um, we needed to kind of create like a, a mental division. Yeah. And so we, that the couch was informed by that. Like Mm -hmm. there's no division between these spaces. And I want that coziness, like where you feel I'm in the living room. Mm -hmm. I'm not just Mm -hmm. sitting in the entryway of the house. So that informed that decision. And then the whole thing with the TV was informed by like, I don't want it to be the focal point. I want my fireplace, the focal point. Mm -hmm. So, so would you say once you have your blank canvas mm -hmm. um, of your color on the walls Mm -hmm. Then you look at focal points or, you know, cause actually we, we've just had this conversation, mm-hmm. Dana and I, cause she's kind of given me some tips on doing um, my bedroom whenever that's going to happen. I don't know, but, um, you were, okay. So you told me color first mm-hmm. on the wall, figure that out. Mm-hmm. And then what was I supposed to do next? <laughs> Then, I'm a terrible student. <laughs> well, because your scale was big and you were wanting some built-ins. That's right. Yeah. That, you know, really the rest of it was going to probably have to go around how much those built-ins were going to cut out of your budget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hate budget. Well, <laughs> but I just necessity. tend to DIY it all. So I'm like, <laughs> so husband man, I would like some built-ins over here. <laughs> would you please make that happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because then I don't have to hire anyone. And yes. he's like... Another thing for the honeydew Yes. <laughs> yes. But yes. So if there's something that is a must, mm-hmm. after you get your for, so for me it's not white, it's a it's a dark neutral because mm-hmm. it has to be dark. Pretty well, dark. me mine mine is yes, this a dark neutral. Yeah. 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 It's which yeah. is warm. And mine's you always still have a warm neutral. Mine's always a little bit greenish mm-hmm. no matter what. Um, and so you have to, if there's a must, remember that you can do paint and buy picture frames and throw pill, all the things. You can do all the things a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. But if your husband gives you a budget, mm-hmm. then you ha- you have to do your must-haves. Like Danny and I talked about mm-hmm. your roof and r- your windows yeah. and your, you know, if you have an overall budget, you, you need to do those must-haves first. So for yeah. you... The biggest thing was the built-in, and we can work around everything else. We can consignment and estate sale, and yeah. we can we mm-hmm. can work around everything else. But those built-ins, that's someone else's. They're deciding how much we're going to right. pay for that. <clears throat> and right. it's the question of value. Like, yes, what is going to what is going to be the most valuable focal point in yes. the room? Mm-hmm. What do you value the most? Like, if you value the the most having those built-ins as yeah. a focal point, then yes, that should be where you kind of prioritize your budget well and we do because it's Mm -hmm. it's a it's a form and function thing for us i was just gonna say it's gonna make your bedroom function how you want it to because we're big book collectors and i'm I'm running out of space so i love a built-in i mean anyone that i help you'll they'll tell you she told us to put Mm built-ins in but the fact that if you're looking at the play of scale in a space it is a huge impact. It is a large thing, mm-hmm. but it allows you to store a bunch of littles. Mm-hmm. It's like this perfect balance yeah. of, you know, this wall feels like a library. And mm-hmm. wh- how do you feel when you walk into a library? Mm-hmm. You're just like quiet, yeah. serene, mm-hmm. like, oh, I love a built-in. Mm-hmm. Love Let's it. talk about scale, too. Yes. When people put furniture that's out of scale. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Absolutely. Well, the my biggest kind of pet peeves Mm -hmm. would be the oversized. Mm. I think there's a place for oversized furniture, Mm -hmm. the big chair, the huge couch, the, you know, California King bed. Mm -hmm. You need to make sure that it's not overwhelming your space. Mm -hmm. If you have the square footage for it, 
it is great. You Mm -hmm. go for it. If you don't have the square footage and you're just like, but I feel like this is the style I like, find something in the same style that just fits the space Mm -hmm. better. Okay. Because it's what it's going to do is overpower your space to Mm -hmm. where that's like, if I had an oversized couch, I guarantee Dana would have seen that first thing she walked (laughs) in my house. Correct. Yeah. So it's like you need to, again, let the space speak to you. Mm -hmm. And it may mean that some of the stuff that worked in your old home doesn't quite fit your new one. And be okay with Mm -hmm. that. You can do resale and then purchase, use. Like There are ways to get around it in the budget if you do feel like the furniture is not working for your space. Mm -hmm. But then the other thing I can't can't handle is when – people put too many littles. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. So yeah. then the opposite of that is if you have this huge space yep. and then you have all these little spindly little things yes. around. And it's like if 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 you're looking at the form and function of your home and you're saying this is my living space, okay, then keep that as your main focus when you're designing it. Does this feel like it's a living space or does this feel like a space that has five different vignettes mm-hmm. and there's you know, oh, there's a coffee nook over here and there's a reading space over yeah. here. And so then people walk into the it's space, oh, here's a desk. And they're like, what is the purpose of this space? I can't tell because we've distracted from the mm-hmm. main purpose of it. Mm-hmm. And so having too many little things is also not great. Right. So I'd say it, again, just mm-hmm. goes back to what is the space telling you? What is your family telling you? They want to use this. What are they inclined to use this space for? Mm-hmm. Find that purpose and then you use furniture to reinforce it. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes, definitely. Agree? Any yes. other thoughts? Yes, 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 and amen. Yes, 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 right. and amen. So, okay, you just kind of gave us a pitfall and a mistake to avoid, mm. a couple there. Mm-hmm. Are there any other big ones? Um, we'll talk, uh, well, I want to talk a little bit more about budgeting. Just any other big pitfalls or mistakes to avoid besides not letting the space speak to you, putting the wrong scale in the space, whether that's too big or too small. Anything else that you can think of? Well, we already said buying matchy-matchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Use what you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's also people can fall into this um, idea of this is how we set it up. 10 years ago and it needs and to it's stay this stay way stay that way and <laughs> and we talked a little bit about that like we're all changing and the and the house should be um given permission to change with you yeah um but but not just in like a cosmetic way like i flip which rooms my boys are in all the time i yeah. almost don't mm-hmm. even want to call them like so your room, room and, and that's uh-huh. i almost want to call them like the blue room and the green room yeah because i just want my home to serve them and if if they're in a season where they don't want to be in a room by themselves, well, then who says they can't mm-hmm. go sleep in the other one? And so I think I think we can tend to feel like, well, this room is done, mm-hmm. and and we never have to look back. We don't need to change it. We'll just you know keep it at the status quo, and we're we're just going to kind of um, you know make make cosmetic updates to it. Yeah, but I don't. I feel like you shouldn't fall into the pitfall of your home is finished. It's never going to be mm-hmm. finished. No, and that's, that's a great thing, actually. Like, yeah. it's something you should be excited about. It's like a living organism in every mm-hmm. sense of the word. And if you don't allow it design. to be that, it, yeah. it will drag you down. Mm-hmm. And so if if one day you're like, you know what? We don't even use the dining room. Well, then what could you use that space? What, where yeah. are you missing space? So I think just that 
keeping flexible, not getting frustrated, but being flexible mm-hmm. in your home is important too. Yeah. No, that's great. That's a great point. I think a big pitfall is especially when people are building and they have this long period of time where yeah. they're imagining and dreaming and and they're going out and buying things mm-hmm. and they're not doing, they're not living there. I think people make a lot of bad purchases while they're building their home. They really well, should just focus just on the design part of it. Oh, you mean yeah. purchasing like furniture and yes. stuff like that? Because you're not even in the okay. space. Yeah. Yeah. That or goes even, back to what you said before, live yes. in it for a while and let yes. it talk to you. Oh, because even, I mean, I told Dana, this is kind of, <laughs> this is kind of silly and I wasn't going to share it, but I will. It's going to make me not look like the best person, but we're authentic and transparent here. So when we were buying our home, um, my husband is, he's just very good with budgeting and money. And I just let him kind of do that in our family and it works for us. Um, so we found our home, we, you know, we closed on it and we were still living at my mom's as an in-between, um, solution. And, uh, he was very clear that, um, you know, when we move in, we've got X amount of dollars and here's a few things that we need to get out of the way before we move in. Yeah. Okay. And I said, sure. Yes. I love it. You're so responsible. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I love replacing things like water heaters and uh, windows. That's my favorite thing to spend money on. Um, but I had like a full breakdown because you sit there and you dream, right? Yes. And you're looking and yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, it could be all of these things. And, and you make all the Pinterest perfect, boards. And you make the Pinterest board. <laughs> And I, granted, you guys, I was like eight and a half months pregnant. Okay. (laughs) So I was like, I was ready to move in. I was nesting, but I had no home. I like redesigned the whole upstairs in my mom's house. (laughs) But I was like, Luke, we need to purchase these pendant lights. And he was like, yeah, babe, we will later when we're in the home. And I was like, we need to purchase them now. And my sweet husband, after I think I cried, I like got angry. I mean, I was a wreck. He finally was like, okay, we're going to buy the lines. <laughs> so we bought, granted, the, the the glass part of the pendants was from a, a Picker's Paradise, like a resale thing, a, a picker. And we had to have custom made the electrical component mm. to hang these things. So um he was very much in the mindset of like, when we're in the space and we make sure that it will work, we will do this, but I need it. So he did, and it was great, and they look wonderful. But I fell into that pitfall of mm-hmm. like, I'm going to start designing the home before, before I, I move there. in. Yeah. And it just became such a burden that mm-hmm. I, you know, I yeah. became like this idol of like, I need to put these pendant lights. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the first thing he did because mm-hmm. he was like, see, there, they're done. They're okay. Done. They're done. Are you happy now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for being authentic You're and welcome. sharing that. Yeah. I think, um, no, that's a really good point though, because we, we can tend to get, I, we can tend to get caught up in the, what I don't have right now and what I want. Um, yeah. and that could apply to, to the person. So what, what about the person listening and they, this, they're living in a rental home mm-hmm. or they're living in a small apartment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, what do you do in that yeah. situation? Yeah. And so, I've I've done a lot of rental. It sounds like too. you did too. Yeah. Yeah. And you find ways around it. I mean, mm-hmm. you find ways to express yourself without making those 
you know, big changes that yeah. they consider damage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I had to do a lot of, I, I would change out light fixtures mm-hmm. because that I could just switch them back. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I did that a lot. Um, and then I would ask like, if I were to paint it back, could I paint mm-hmm. the space? And usually they would say yes, as long as mm-hmm. I would paint it back, would pay for the paint and yeah. pick the one they said and paint it back before I left. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would do that. But then I also did a lot with just, you know, easy, like, um, the adhesive wallpaper or mm-hmm. things that are like non-damaging. Mm-hmm. And they have so much more of that now. They do. They and I would have. do even wrap contact paper mm-hmm. on say your Island and then you could paint it or do whatever and then peel it off after. Mm. So I feel like there are things that you can do to make the space feel like you, you might just have to think a little bit creatively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, I mean, we're in a world now where you could just go on Pinterest and find a million different ideas. I mean, and you can it. bring architectural things in. And mm-hmm. I mean, the rental that we lived in, in Colorado, while we were looking for our home, um, the, the lady told us when we were about to leave, hey, I'm going to sell the house, you know, and I was like, okay, that's great Mm because we'll be out in February. So she comes over and then she calls me after she leaves and she goes, hey, um, could I have my realtor go ahead and come over and take the pictures now? Because it is (laughs) so beautiful that I really want it to go online looking like it looking like it looks right now. I've had that happen to me too Mm -hmm. with the the last house that we lived in. The realtor came over and she was like, don't touch anything. Yeah. It's mm. already styled. Mm. Don't touch a thing. Yes. I'm going to have them come shoot it now. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, did you want a staging business? <laughs> like, no, I don't want to do that. But it's true. Yeah. And it happened with my brother. They were, um, my brother and sister-in-law were renting in Virginia and their their space was just really funky, weird. It was a weird two-level apartment um, in an old historic building and they really were not allowed to touch anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but they wanted to make it feel cozier. And so my sister-in-law went and bought a mantle and she just leaned it against the wall and yeah. she made a fake fireplace. They would style it all. And it looked so lovely and it brought so much to the space. And it was literally just leaning against mm-hmm, the wall. Mm-hmm. They just put bricks as a, as a fake hearth on yeah. the ground. Yeah. It's still in their house today. They've moved and they still use it. Yeah. And it's architectural stuff. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Those are good tips. All right. So... Any other tips to keep in mind as far as when you're planning, when you're looking for stuff, budgeting, timeline, just any tips that you have that we haven't covered yet because we are at one and a half hours and we have to wrap this up. (laughs) Save room for the surprise. Yep. Always hold your plan loosely and, you know, you need two chairs. Okay. You need two chairs. You have in your mind what these two chairs are going to be like. But then you find these two chairs. Mm -hmm. So save room for, you know, don't veer so far from your plan, but save room in your heart and in your hands and, you know, for that (gasps) moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I love that because remember when I first moved in, I kept telling you, I really want this huge 70s wall unit on this wall because it was this big blank wall and so dana was looking at all these um auctions and stuff and i just you know everything was either out of budget or not quite right and and so i waited and i waited and nothing was on that wall it was driving me bananas and And it's the most beautiful thing in the world lo and behold my aunt who lives in illinois or lived in illinois writes on facebook my mother, so my Nana, uh-huh. bought me this piano when I was 16 
and oh. we're moving and we have no space for it. She's selling it. And I wrote her and I said, do not sell Nana's piano. Uh-huh. So she drove it all the way from Illinois and uh-huh. I put the piano in and it was such a surprise. I haven't played piano since I was a child. I do not remember how to play, but it was something my Nana bought yeah. and she passed away when I was in college. It was just so special. Yes. And then I go to Round Top with Dana and I find this huge silk screen from the 70s mm-hmm. that was in a factory that produced um, fabric and screen printed fabric that was used for Jackie O's clothing. Oh my God. So now I have even better. Yeah. Like it turned out so serene and beautiful and peaceful and special to me. Yeah. Whereas before I was just going to put a cabinet there. And so it's yeah. like, yeah, there's a purpose in the waiting. Like, mm-hmm. let the space kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and never, ever, ever buy space savers. Mm-hmm. Just let the room be empty Yeah. until you can. What put, do you, what do you like, mean by that? Don't, a space saver. Like, try don't, and fill it. Yeah, quick, don't quick, try quick. to fill it with, okay. you know, d- don't go, okay, I can't afford what I really want, so mm. I'm just going to buy this. Don't do that. Okay. Yeah. Just let it, if you are if you want a formal dining room and you want a formal dining room table, don't just go buy, wait until you find the thing. Yeah. You know, don't. Let and your space be empty. Or mm-hmm. find a and temporary find. solution that's yeah. not... Yeah. You'll don't find the space thing. you love. You'll find the thing. Just yeah. let it be mm-hmm. empty. Don't apologize. Oh, I'm so sorry I don't have furniture in this room yet. Yeah. We yeah. didn't have a coffee it hasn't table found until you. a few weeks ago. Yeah. And it was actually great because my kids could just play in there. <laughs> right. And and people would be like, and have like come a lo- over. They wouldn't even mention it. They have a lava be- field on the uh, yes, <laughs> the floor. yes. Yeah. The that floor is lava. The floor is lava. <laughs> My grandkids. Play. Oh, or they do pillow pile, and it's like you know. I waited because I did not find the coffee table that would work. Because if I mm-hmm. found the most beautiful one. It was going to get ruined by my kids. Or if I found, you know, the really 70s one, it had sharp pointy corners. Yeah. Whatever it was, it just never felt right. And so we just had no coffee table for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And now my neighbor actually found one at Goodwill that works perfect. And I put it there and I'm like, this is great because it's lightweight. We can move it all the time for puzzles. Like, perfect. We just had to wait. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's not. I yeah. mean, and it's actually more fun when you mm-hmm. look back on the space thing because you look through photos and you're like, remember when there was nothing in this room? And look how much mm-hmm. it has changed. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like yeah. a happy moment to see how you've grown and yeah. changed your home with your family. Mm-hmm. So For sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. I have one final question for you. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we go to the last question? Are we good? I don't I mean, we could we talk, could talk forever, forever about this. <laughs> yeah. I know. Okay. So how does design help us to image our creator in our homes? Mm. We talked about this. Yes. Yeah. I have to say that these this younger generation that has, you know, I feel like they have... I so admire how far ahead... Mm in their walk with Christ and in their realizing I agree how important and how um just they're so intentional mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. I I just admire it so much in in my daughter-in-laws and and so Danny and I really talked about this and there's this whole well God made me that way or God didn't make me that way thing mm-hmm. going on about you know you have to be careful not to make it an idol. 
Mm-hmm. But this is what I wrote down after our conversation. Yeah. And I wasn't for sure that I wanted to say this, but then this morning when I got up and I read my devotional, the second part was here mm-hmm. in my devotional. So the first thing that I wrote down, and this is from a conversation that Danny and I had. So when Christ is in the proper place in your heart and your life, you're free to express and work mm-hmm. with the gifts He has given you without making them idols in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's good. that's what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's that freedom in there mm-hmm. to express the person that God gave you without being so legalistic about it and without mm-hmm. yeah. you know being it, making it yourself a slave to it. Right. And so this morning it was uh this is from Desiring God David Mathis. Um, as we seek to serve God, Jesus' perfect truth frees us to be all that God meant us to be. Mm. So along the same lines. Yeah. I love so that. I love where you are and just how important it is that you're sh- you're showing Jesus to the kids in every aspect of the home. Yeah. I love that. I just mm-hmm. You're so sweet. Um yeah, when we were talking about that, um, there's a, I wouldn't call it like my life first. I don't know that I could just pick one. So <laughs> I know people either. do that, but um, there's a verse that just speaking in terms of creativity. And I think I talked about it on my last podcast too, because it's just kind of like how I ground myself in in the, the, the creative side of me that images my maker is um, it's Ecclesiastes 1.9. I had to try and remember what it was because I was like, I know it's in Ecclesiastes 1. It's Ecclesiastes 1.9. And um, and I read it to my husband, and he said, gosh, that's such a downer. And I was like, no. Like, <laughs> no, it's not. I find so much freedom in that verse because it basically says there is nothing new under the sun, yeah. that, that God made it all, and nothing new can be made. It's like um, it gives me this this freedom from the burden of being the best or the most unique or mm-hmm. the most different or whatever it is it just gives me this freedom to be like i can't invent anything that is greater than what god already made yeah and so i've been given this gift of stewarding his creation mm-hmm. and making it work to bring glory to his kingdom, mm-hmm. especially for my children. Mm-hmm. And so um, it it just, for me, is like that. I actually have a tattoo that is like about that. Um, it's it's just hands and it's holding flowers. And, and it's just a, my reminder to myself to never make it an idol because I can never be greater than God. Yeah. And if if that's what I'm trying to strive for, then I've got it completely backwards. And so... Um, I just think he imaged creatives in that way to want to make something different, but it does not mean it's something new. Mm-hmm. And so never feel like your home is not enough because you've seen it before or yeah. you got inspired by somebody else or whatever it is. It doesn't matter because as long as it's what you feel like it's serving your family, your values, your community, mm-hmm. all of your, those rhythms, like all those pillars, mm-hmm. then you've, you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I find that verse to be very, very encouraging. Other people read it and they're like, well, that's really sad. I'm like, no, it's, it's, <laughs> no, it's, like, it's a freeing it thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 
This was so fun. I know. Why don't we just do this like once a week? I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Standing just conversation yes, about yes. our house. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for all your work that you put into the, your answers. And just, I just appreciate you both so much. And for all your uh, ongoing support of the art of home in mm-hmm. so many ways. Well, I love you guys. This is a blessing. Mm-hmm. We thank you for, sure. for the we opportunity. Love you. We love you so <laughs> much. Thank you so much for joining us for this deep dive into design and the home with Dana Schamberger and Danny Hamilton. If you've made it this far, you are a champ. Thanks for listening to the end. I hope you've been inspired and challenged to maybe think about design differently. I know we covered a lot, so let's review a few things to help with some retention and application. I know I need it. Number one, understand the balance between form and function. We want to create beautiful spaces that also serve our family well. Beware of swinging too far one way or the other. If we focus too much on form, we get wrapped up in maintaining the beauty at all cost, not allowing our family to live in the space, or we become discontent with what we have because we don't have the budget to create the standard of beauty we would like in our home. If we swing too far to the function side, our homes can become sterile, cold, utilitarian spaces where life is stifled in the name of efficiency and practicality. The art is to find the balance between both. Find the place where beauty and utility meet and serve the needs, values, and interests of your family for the stage that you are currently in. Number two, be free to design your home according to what works for you and yours. As Danny said, design is not copying. It is truly evolving and making a space an expression of yourself and your family. Know the basic rules and then be okay with breaking them if that is what works for your home. Number three, be patient and let your home and your family tell you what kind of design it needs. Cultivating a home takes time And that includes the design of the home. Let the needs of your family and the season that you're in dictate the direction you go in designing the physical environment. So these are my top three takeaways. How about you? I would love to hear what stood out most to you from today's discussion. You can send me a voicemail or an email directly on our website. Go to theartofhomepodcast.com slash contact. It always makes my day to hear from listeners about how the show has impacted or challenged their homemaking, so please don't hesitate to reach out. I usually end the show explaining how you can express your appreciation for the value you gain from this podcast and from our resources. In case you need some detailed instructions on how to go about sharing, reviewing, or leaving us a tip, we have a helpful new page for you. Our support page on the website is now live. On this page, I share screenshots on how you can share the show with others on Apple and on Spotify, as well as screenshots of how to leave a review on Apple. If you found value in today's episode, head on over to theartofhomepodcast.com slash support, where you can learn how to share, review, and leave us a tip. Thank you so much for all of your support. Well, that's it for today's episode. I will be back next week with our final episode of season 12, a new In the Trenches homemaker portrait. Until then, keep practicing your art of making a home. That's good. Okay, I'm going to pause and go turn off the clock. (laughs) I love it. I am.
professional. I Listen, promise. I think it's kind of cute though. Then people know how cozy your home is because you're close. Yes, enough. Dean. I, I don't do know. Too. I think it's cute. <laughs> I listen to podcasts and I hear people's phone ringing in the background. Yeah, it's not a big deal. We're all human. My bathroom area, you know, my area with paint, carpet, wallpaper, picking light fixtures. Oh, Lord. Um, pause. <laughs>